0: Who's still in the funeral march? Did Johnny Bananas trust the most? Who's still in the funeral march? Did Johnny Bananas trust the most? I can't get enough of this show. This is going to be a review of season two, episode four, The Funeral, and there will be spoilers. If you're looking for a review without spoilers, Please refer to my prior video. This episode was so good. Let's go. Welcome back to Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. As I mentioned, I'm walking through The Traders Season 2, Episode 4, The Funeral. Streaming on Peacock with new episodes every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Also, episode two of the Postmortem show is now available to stream on Peacock as well. So the episode description is that the traitor's next murder is done in plain sight. One player must take their last breath. So we all know our three traitors are Dan, Parvati, and Phaedra. On the last episode, Parvati had to murder someone in plain sight by giving them a poisoned Chalice. <laughs> what she wound up doing is she wanted to give it to MJ, but she did not think that MJ was going to even, there was no chance that she could do that. So she wound up throwing a Hail Mary and giving it to her friend, Sue because she had to get rid of somebody. And Ekensu was the only one who would trust her enough to drink out of the cup. This is getting dark, guys. Before Sue is poisoned by the chalice, she says, so who's the traitors? Whoever betrays me, I'm going to fuck them up hard. And then she literally takes a sip of the poison chalice and then she chokes on it as if she's being poisoned. And it just feels so made up. Like <laughs> there's no way it's real. But I think it is. Like, I don't think producers would be like, oh, pretend that you didn't know that you're getting poisoned. Like, I, I do think that they're at least playing this game. But, anyways, after the murder was done in plain sight, they all go to bed and they all go to bed thinking that somebody's going to get murdered overnight. But they don't know that the traitor is actually murdered in plain sight. Side note Deontay Wilder left the game. I will post a link to the US Weekly article where he talks about how playing this game triggered some childhood trauma for him. And I just. Feel so sad about it. I really loved him, and I love him even more after reading the article because he just really seems like such a good person. Ugh, I love him. I am a diehard fan now. But anyways, so let's go to breakfast. So it's the next day, and right away, Dan Phaedra and Parvati are the first ones there. So it's the three traders are sitting in the breakfast room waiting. To find out, to watch everyone walk in. And they're, Phaedra and Dan don't even know who got murdered. So Parvati tells him like, oh, it was Ekansu. And Phaedra's getting worried. She's like, oh, shoot, I voted for her. What if people think it's me, you know? So all three of them are thinking that Ekansu is not going to come to breakfast and they're going to have to like pretend like, oh, I wonder who it is. Side theories going on. As this is going on, we have Dan mentioning how he thinks he may need to go against Phaedra because he's worried about himself. And of course, he does. I think he's so gross. Tan is what is wrong with the entire world. I'll get to that later. But also, another side theory Janelle and CT start to suspect Bravo people and start throwing that out there. They keep, and I think it's so funny that they keep saying, housewives but mj isn't a housewife and i think mj is included in their group that they're labeling but it is pretty funny that kevin from bling empire everyone thinks kevin is a dumb faithful and he's being so sad for kevin but it it's kind of fitting and he's not dumb he's just i don't think he's used to this environment but he's stepping up this episode So Larsa at breakfast points out that everyone who has been murdered or banished is from her inner circle. And she's raising questions around that, which I don't know why she's talking about it so openly, but back to breakfast, you know, people start coming in. Then Sue walks in. (laughs) Don't forget, Parvati, Phaedra and Dan all think that she's dead. But here she comes walking in. Parvati looks pissed. Phaedra is so confused. And Dan is the worst actor ever. I just can't with him. The fact that they were all surprised was so funny to me because they obviously weren't paying attention. In episode three, it specifically says, this is a slow acting poison. You will not know when it takes its murderous effect. So... The fact that they're like, why is Ekansu here is funny to me. So they're, Ekansu walks in. There's only one more person. And they think John has been murdered because that's the only person left. But then when John walks in, everyone is so confused. So then Alan, our lovely Alan, comes walking in. He gives some theatrical lines. He says, if you poison us, do we not die and I can sue chokes again. <laughs> and she's like, what? What? And he says, the person who was poisoned will be dead at the end of the mission. And he also did say, you know, the, tra- the traitors, they murdered in plain sight. And so that wasn't a good accent. But now the rest of them are starting to wonder, like, what's going on? So the side theories we have, Peter asked everyone if anyone took a drink and nobody says anything. Meanwhile, Alan never specifically said that they were poisoned by a drink or by food. Tamara just starts throwing out Kevin. She thinks he's so annoying. I guess the way he eats is annoying. And Kevin even said himself, he's like, there is no way that I did not get poisoned because I ate so much food yesterday. (laughs) He's convinced he's poisoned. But Ekansu is so funny. She thinks she's going to get everything figured out. Larsa is adamant about the traitor being a strong alpha and says she's better as Destiny's child than as Beyonce. (laughs) And that this game is the strength of a housewife because you have to like suss out people. We also hear from Trishel, who's like, oh, somebody offered me a drink. And they're like, who was it? And she's like, I can't remember. <laughs> I just can't with her. I really wanted to like give her a shot, and she's just let me down. But anyways, Sand okay, Sandra. She keeps calling herself a gamer, and I find this term to be so 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 annoying. There's all these assumptions that go that come along with being a gamer. And I just think that it's super annoying. <laughs> Everyone assumes that, oh, a gamer is going to do really well. Okay. You think that? Well, I've been watching these turret conversations, all these side conversations. And I think the Housewives and the Bravo Levs have this game locked. They, I'm getting so mad because It's like mob mentality. And this is like a sociological experiment because you can really sway a whole group of people in one way by just pointing things out to people and getting them suspicious. This is wild. I'll get back to the gamer thing, my grievance about gamers. (laughs) So this also, another part that I don't like is that Dan pulls Parvati aside to recruit her to gang up against Phaedra, and again, this is what is wrong with the world. Dan, you're going down. That I'll talk about it in my takeaways. Just hang on. All right, so the mission starts. They are. It's a funeral. They're all dressed in black. They have black horses, a black carriage. They're all in single file, lined up to walk down to the funeral with Ellen Cumming, leading, <laughs> leading the group. The goal of this mission is to correctly identify who has been poisoned. There are three hints along the way during their march to death. And for as far as shields go, there aren't any shields in this mission. However- In the last mission, Tamara, Janelle, and Peter all want a shield. So they get to sit in the carriage, meaning that they are not the one who was poisoned. And during the rest of the clues that they go through, the clues help them eliminate people who weren't poisoned, you know, if they get the answers right. So as they march to their own funeral, the first hint Says the players who are safe are the ones born in the same year as another. So then they all start asking each other, what year were you born? Blah, blah, blah. Sandra and Larsa were born in the same year, 1974. And Sandra. Sandra does Larsa so dirty. She goes, I'm really surprised that Larsa is born the same year as me. I thought she looks at least 10 to 12 years older. Wow. Sandra. Hi, I didn't know who Sandra was before this game, but I think I am starting to know who Sandra is now. And I stand by my decision that they should have got rid of her in the first round. If I was a trader. Yeah. I would have got rid of Sandra and I don't like how she's playing this game, but we'll get there. So hit number two, (laughs) they're walking down by the way. They picked out four people. I think it was Sandra, Larsa, Kevin, and Dan. They got to go in the carriage, meaning they're not the ones who got poisoned. The rest of them who are marching, they're still guessing it could be any of them that were poisoned. So hit number two, they walk up and you hear like singing. It's really creepy. Um, By the way, this funeral is gorgeous. And Tamara pointed out, she's like, this is how I want my funeral. It is over the top. It's so creepy, but I love it. And I feel the same way. So as we approach this choir singing, they're singing, who's still in the funeral march? Did Johnny Bananas trust the most? I could not stop laughing. Like this clue could have been like on a piece of paper. (laughs) This clue literally could have been like just written down. Who did Johnny Bananas trust the most? The fact that they have a full choir there singing it just cracks me up. (laughs) I love it. I love this show so much. It's so funny. So they get this one right too, CT and Trishel, because obviously they were all on the challenge together or whatever. So we're narrowing down the group of who could potentially be Poison. We – Get to the hint number three. They marched down there and it says, John reads the clue. It says, your march to the grave is nearly through, but first you must solve this final clue. Those that are safe and not dead ran through the scarecrows dressed in red. And so they're referring to the flannels that they had to wear for the scarecrow mission. We're down to three people now who are potentially poisoned. We have Sue. we know she's poisoned. We have MJ, who doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know, she knows she's a faithful, but she doesn't know if she's poisoned or not. And then we got Parvati, who we know is a traitor, but nobody knows if she got poisoned or not. So it's just so funny. They go to their final, this is the final part of their mission. And there's three coffins. Ek is was starting to freak out. She's like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and Alan tells them they need to go into the coffin. So you got Ekansu in a coffin. You got MJ in a coffin. You got Parvati in a coffin. And in my mind, I'm like, if I was one of those three, I would be, they must've told them, I don't know if production or the game or host or whatever, so- told them on the side, like, you are not allowed to talk. Like you have to pretend you're dead. Because I would be like, Yuma Mofos. I better not be poisoned. They're in the coffins. Each player has to take a black rose and drop it into the coffin of whoever they think was poisoned. Oh, my gosh. And the people dropping the roses could be traitors. So that means if they pick the wrong one, they're sabotaging their chances of winning this money because if they get the person right, then they get $20,000 added to their their pot. So the first one to choose is CT, and he picks MJ, which I guess it does make sense to pick MJ because she's the only one who is like kind of, you know, like she's she's playing the game. She's doing a good job. So CT goes first, he sets the stage, and then everyone just follows. <laughs> everyone picks MJ, and I cannot imagine just laying there like, everyone thinks you're poisoned and then she says well it was a unanimous landslide vote that I'm dead <laughs> can you imagine then Alan says it was I can sue and Everyone's like <laughs> their reactions are just so good I love it it's all like what and dan pissed me off immediately he goes i was gonna put her shut up dan oh i can't stand watching him play this game Like it's funny i don't know if it was Bergie or peter everyone's confused and someone was like does that mean mj is a traitor i don't know what does this mean and mj like poor girl She, like, gets up out of her coffin. She rises from the coffin like a stunned crypt keeper. Her face is filled with shock and horror. (laughs) MJ, oh, my God, I love her. After that's over, they're all in the house. People start talking. So now we're going into the side theories. Dan thinks it's the best murder to date because it's been so confusing. Larsa is adamant about the alpha and she just leads the pack of women. She's like, I think we should go for a guy. Like, it makes sense. She suggests, you know, there's less men. Why don't we just go with the numbers and let's figure out which man it is. And so we hear Sandra saying, like, I don't like Larsa. I don't know why she doesn't like Larsa. Like, it's weird to me. But she's going along with this group. Anyways, Janelle also mentions that she thinks it might be Larsa because of her cheers to Marcus after he was killed. She's just, like, throwing stuff out there. So they go to the board where everyone's faces are listed. And this was like, so freaking hilarious because they're going, it's not him. It's not him. He's gone. Oh, he's not smart enough. They point to Kevin and say he's not smart enough. But then Larsa narrows it down to Dan and CT. And the only reason she went with CT is because she thinks he's more of an alpha male than Dan. She's not wrong, guys. But then, ugh, I get so annoyed at this next part because Sandra takes this information. She she says she's loyal to the gamers to a fault and goes and tells Dan immediately what the women are planning to do. And I could not roll my eyes any harder like, Sandra, this is why you should have been gone day one. Awful, awful. These gamers think they know how to play, and they're just, they look si- silly. They look silly. So annoying. But my favorite part, Lars is like, clocked in. She thinks she knows it's C- CT. She walks by him and goes, I'm worried about you, CT. <laughs> Larsa pipping. <laughs> Larsa Pippen is heckling CT from the challenge, and I love it. Oh my god. He's like, huh? What? (laughs) I don't think CT is used to women like Larsa being like an actual competitor. And this episode was just so good. So next, we go to the round table. We have Janelle, who's saying that she thinks it's Larsa because of the weird cheers. To Marcus and Larsa's like, You think that's weird? I think you're weird. So, of course, this is Larsa's opportunity to say who she thinks it is. And she goes right into CT. She does not let up either. She goes hard and says, Do I think you're the head of the snake? Yes. Yes, I do. And I have to say, respect for Larsa on this. She, Came into this game, not being a gamer. I'm so annoyed by that, clearly. I'm so annoyed. But Larsa came into this game, no prior gaming experience. And the way she's like, even though she's wrong about CT, she's not entirely wrong. Like the rest of the guesses have been just that. They're guesses. They're not educated guesses. They're not, there's no. Like thorough scientific hypotheses done when they're, you know, throwing out names. And Larsa to date has she's the only one who's been using logic and using like she's profiling. She should be an investigator, a detective. <laughs> she's good. I love it. But it's so funny to me how Kevin's like watching this go down. He's like, I. Don't really like this strong alpha male theory and MJ right away is like why oh maybe yeah you probably wouldn't if you're the trader. <laughs> I think Kevin was just like offended feeling like well why is CT the alpha male and not me I think that's where Kevin was coming from but it's so funny that Kevin just like flipped he goes ah, well I think it's you And I find you highly annoying. (laughs) So funny. So this is where Parvati throws out the housewives. And Phaedra is not having any of that. She goes, "Mm -mm. I've only worked with two people in here before. So don't do the housewives thing. Don't do that, Parvati. Phaedra's pissed. So Dan voted for Larsa. She goes, because I voted for you first. <laughs> I love her. Bergie voted for Larsa. She goes, no worries. Until you get murdered next week. Sandra votes for Larsa. And Larsa's like, why? And she goes, because you caused chaos. She's like, what chaos? What are you talking about? She goes, Sandra's response was, in every way possible. That's <laughs> not like Larsa at all. Peter votes for MJ and says, you should have been murdered, Peter. <laughs> so I'm playing a different game. Larsa votes for CT and says it's based off of evidence. And go, Larsa! Ugh. So obviously, Larsa gets the most votes. She goes in the circle of truth. She's a faithful. Sheree is pissed. Everyone's like, "Oh!" Sheree's like, "Don't act surprised." You all are killing me. Trishel goes, I didn't like my vo. Then why did you do it? <laughs> Tamara is beginning to think uh, Housewives should stick together. Sheree is pointing fingers at gamers, as she should. Trishel and CT are forming an alliance and ganging up on Housewives. This game is amazing. But we still have our turret. Don't forget about the turret. Everyone goes to bed. Then we see Phaedra, Dan, and Parvati go into the turret, got their hoods on. They take off their hoods. Right away, Phaedra's like, that wasn't cool. And Dan, I'm sorry, but he's a little bitch boy. Dan, the little bitch boy, what happened? Like pretending not to know what he did. He put Parvati, he pit, pit her against Phaedra, I hate him. (laughs) I really don't like him. So Phaedra, she's like, I love this moment because Phaedra is so, mm -mm." she goes, for you to go in there and try to throw me under the bus, when you do stuff like that, it brings attention to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? No one likes you, Parvati. Everyone says you're a fucking traitor oh my god this moment she is serious she is not having it she goes we can be in this game together but you're going to play fair and if you don't you're going to have more problems than the faithfuls and i'm playing very fair with you so don't do that to me both of you i hope phaedra takes them all out get rid of them okay my takeaways I feel like they should have brought Marcus back to life or somebody to take Deontay's spot. It just kind of a bummer, but whatever. My second takeaway, I hate gamers. I really don't like them. There's a lot of assumptions going around that gamers are the ones who are good at this. And I am offended and outraged because our Bravo Lebs are kicking ass. They're the only ones who are actually getting somewhere, but then they're held back by the rest of this group. Who's just a bunch of morons. And I also don't like how they are trying to come in and just assume leadership roles. Fuck that. Fuck that. No, I, if I went in there, well, I'm not a prophet or anything, but I would not be okay with that. I'd be like, why are you calling the shots, M- mister? Who the hell are you? Let me tell you about my thoughts and the other things that are going on. He doesn't even try to listen to them. He just like dictates to them. And I do not like it. As far as the traitors go, Phaedra needs to kill both Parvati and Dan. Get them the hell out of there. If I was Phaedra, I'd be thinking of ways to get rid of both of them and I'd be thinking of how I could save my housewives, who then can become traders with me, because don't forget the good thing about this game is you can start as a faithful and turn into a trader. But I don't think it's the other way way around. At least we haven't seen that yet. And also that would be kind of weird. The traders have an advantage in this game, but they are also at a higher risk for having their own turn on them because there's no reason for a faithful to turn on a faithful. My last takeaway, I really, really, really dislike Dan. It's giving misogyny. It's giving privilege. It's giving entitled. It's giving a man who is taking advantage of women. And I don't like it. So Dan, we're going to get you. Root in for my girls. Okay. Post-mortem, as I mentioned, the second episode came out and this is where it's only a nine minute episode. You have the people who were, who left the game. They come on and just do like kind of confessional talking. So Egan is sue is first. And the most hilarious thing to me is that she thinks she was purposely murdered because she's some kind of threat, not realizing that she was just the easiest one. So I wonder what she thinks now after looking back, but Larsa. Oh, I love this. She clocked Parvati as a creep. And I'm honestly shocked no one else else has caught on to her. She's a bad actress, and she's definitely a villain. Like, you can just see it on her face. She has this villainous look to her. Maybe it's the headband. I don't know. But Larsa's also like, I don't know. I I lost my mind when my boyfriend was murdered. (laughs) I think she realizes she should have been more quiet. And after Marcus was murdered, she kind of, she stepped up. She like got a little heat under her ass. And that ultimately kind of was a downfall of her. And that's why she says, I think this is a quiet game. I think she's right too. But she also noted that Real Housewives of Miami has helped her learn who's full of shit. And I think she's doing an amazing job. And she thinks that all the rest of the players are a herd of sheep. And I don't think she's wrong. So, Mike, drop. Larsa Pippen, everyone. I'd like to give her a slow clap. I think she deserves it. I think she played an amazing game. I'm pissed that she's gone, but, you know, it's a game. So, let me know in the comments who you'd like to see murdered next. I'll catch y'all later. fam.